this is Jonathan Keller from California Family Council. And this is John Girardi from California Family Council. And Jim Doman. And this is episode two of Life, Family, Liberty, the new podcast from California Family Council. We are happy to welcome Jim Doman with us today. Uh, Pastor Jim Doman is a staff member with CFC. He is our director of strategic outreach to the faith community, uh, specifically to pastors in the Southern California area. Uh, Jim, just tell us for new listeners or for listeners who have not met you in person before, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do with CFC. Well, Jonathan, I just tell you my heart real quickly. I have a heart that we'd have revival in our churches and awakening in the culture. Let me define that real quick. Revival is igniting, firing up the church, getting them excited what's going on, what Jesus is doing in their lives. Awakening is when people in the culture don't know Jesus come to know Jesus. And we'd love to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this great state of California. Awesome. Jim's doing some amazing stuff down here in Southern California. He's in the Orange County area, and we are down here. John and I are down in the Southern California area because on Monday night, March 7th, we were in San Diego at East Claremont Southern Baptist Church for a great event hosted by the San Diego Strategic Forum. Just as some background for those of you who don't know, California Family Council partners with groups all across the state to host what are called strategic forums. They're gatherings of people from churches, from parachurch ministries, from schools, from legal organizations, all coming together for the purpose of learning about threats to life, family, and liberty, and ways that the church and lay people can respond to those threats. So yesterday we were down there in San Diego. John, do you want to talk just a little bit about what the event was last night and the attendance, kind of what the goal was? We had about 30 or 40 people uh, meeting at the Baptist Church. One of the things we talked about at the strategic forum meeting was the bill that's been introduced into the California State Senate, uh, SB 1457, which was introduced by State Senator Morell. And what this bill would do is it would permit faith-based groups from all different faith backgrounds to host off-campus religious instruction and education courses for kids who are attending California public schools, and it would allow kids in the California public schools to receive elective credits towards their high school graduation through these off-campus resources. So it's an excellent opportunity for Christian groups, for Catholics, Mormons, Jews, uh, evangelicals. You know, you have your kids in the public school, but you can also allow them to learn about their faith off campus and have it go towards their graduation. And it's, it's legal and it's in accordance with the First Amendment non-establishment clause. So it's a, it's an excellent program. It has the, the bill has support from both Republicans and Democrats, and it's something that we're really looking forward to. Hopefully, having something good come out of the California legislature uh, for once. And, uh, and it's been frustrating in some cases. If if you are a longtime uh, follower and supporter of California Family Council, uh, even though this is only episode two of our podcast, uh, you've been following us, reading our emails. You know that. It can be very frustrating to be a pro-life, pro-family, pro-religious liberty advocate here in California. It seems like we're always kind of playing defense, but it was encouraging to hear what these Christian clubs are doing down there in the San Diego area. And Jonathan, Johnny just mentioned that I think it's a really key point that California Family Council, we're nonpartisan. He said it's supported by both Republicans and Democrats. We're neither. We just want to bring a biblical worldview to public policy. And that's a great thing about this bill as it has support from both sides of the aisle. 
Absolutely. Uh, don't ever uh, underestimate the ability of Sacramento to say no, even to good bills with bipartisan <laughs> support. But John, we were talking about this kind of on the frustration level. Again, we're nonpartisan, but just unfortunately looking at the um, the current makeup of the Senate Educational Committee. Can you tell our listeners what the breakdown of that committee is? So the breakdown of the committee within the state Senate is there are seven Democrats and two Republicans uh, out of a nine-person Senate Education Committee. So again, we are a 501c3. We are a nonprofit organization. But you can see how maybe the ideological break makeup of the education committee might favor certain mindsets more than others. So we would encourage you, if your state senator is on the education committee, give them a ring, send them an email, send them a letter, uh, and ask them to support this bill, SB 1457. Uh, for those of you in the Central Valley, I know some of our listeners, listeners are up there. If you live in Andy Vidak's district, he's a Republican. I'm guessing he'll probably support it, but let him know. Absolutely. And folks, this is a, something we'll be making sure to give you more information about. If you are subscribed to our email list, our This Week Inside the Capitol emails, we will be sending out an email about SB 1457. We'll be talking about why it's so important that we as uh, Christians, we as people who believe in the religious liberty of even students in public school, why it's important that we stand up and we defend them. The, the thing that was really, on the one hand, it was inspiring. On the other hand, it was, was kind of heartbreaking, Jim, was seeing these, these young kids, I mean, 14, 15 years old, that had been suspended. Their, they had not been suspended, but their club had been suspended. They had been told by the school they were not authorized to meet for over five months. And in fact, the only thing that got their club reinstated was the threat of a federal lawsuit from our friend Dean Broyles at the National Center for Law and Policy. So J Jim, just talk about that, watching those, those young men up there and just how inspiring it was. It was amazing just to hear their stories and to hear one of the young men, I believe he was a, either a, a junior, I think, in high school, came up and said, I used to beat up people. I used to rob people. I used to sell pot and drugs and all kinds of stuff. But on this Bible club, it changed my life. Mm. And we've seen on um, this past Friday, there was a violent act where a bunch of students came and attacked one of the security workers who had sprayed mace on some of the other students during a, a brawl on campus. And what the media didn't cover, and this is what this junior articulated, the media didn't cover the hundreds of students who gathered, held hands around their flagpole and were praying for their campus Friday and Monday morning yeah. because of that and the peace and just the administrators came out and said, this is what we want to see happen on our campuses. Well, and that's the thing that I think is encouraging. If you look not just at a, from a nonpartisan angle, but you look even at a non-sectarian angle. As we've mentioned before, CFC is not only nonpartisan, but we're also non-sectarian. So John uh, is Catholic. I go to a Southern Baptist church. Jim goes to a Friends church. And I think the thing that's key to remember, though, is that having these religious freedoms are important for all students. They're important for everybody in our state, regardless of which particular denomination you go to. Uh, religious liberty and religious freedom is good for everybody. It's good for society. It's good for culture. It's good for communities. And we're excited that this bill is able to offer a way for students to continue to pursue their faith and even get high school credit for it. And Jonathan, you're talking about religious liberty. I want to share a little bit about our pastors and why I have such a passion for our pastors here in California. We have an opportunity to take 
scores of pastors to Washington, D.C. once a year in May to an event called Watchmen on the Wall. Watchmen on the Wall is a pastors-only event sponsored by Family Research Council, and they are based in Washington, D.C., and they are able to equip and kind of better educate pastors what's happening on the fronts of religious liberty, how their congregants, how their churches even, are being attacked by the culture or their business owners within their congregations or students, for that matter, that say, hey, I have the right to bring my Bible to a school or talk about Jesus when, in turn, administrations on campuses are saying, no, you're not allowed to do that. And so what we're trying to do is to not only better equip our pastors on how to respond to these cultural issues, but so they get to see our godly heritage and founding when we take our nation's or the capital tour at the nation's capital and really hear from elected officials and other people who've either been ostracized by specific communities or just hearing from the inside, kind of like what's really happening at the Capitol from a congressional standpoint, either a U.S. senator or a U.S. Uh, House representative. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very excited about this. Uh, John, I know you haven't ever been back to this, but just from hearing about this, the thing I'm excited to take you back this year is to see uh, how God is using all these pastors around the state and how we can meet them back there. But uh, it, it's going to be very exciting to be there. One thing that I will say to people, just if you're listening to this, and we are going to push this episode out, and this section specifically out on Facebook and on Twitter, but we could use your help. This is something where listeners, if you have a heart for California, you have a heart for seeing revival and awakening here Amen. in the state, we could use your help both in getting the word out. But at this point, to be honest, that's not actually the biggest problem, is it, Jim? I mean, we, we, we've, we've really got a lot of great response at this point. How many pastors have expressed interest at this point? Uh, 120, and it's wow. grown exponentially. We started off with six. We went from six to 27, and then over 120. But would love to, even if you're listening right now and you want to send your pastor, contact us on the web, yeah. shoot us an email and say, I want to send my pastor. And the cost is about $27.50. But that not only covers their stay at the hotel and airfare, but that is one year of follow-up where we have briefings to keep our clergy better informed of what's happening in the culture and how best to respond. And folks, that is really all things considered an incredible bargain, considering that because of bulk airfare pricing, because of the fact we've been able to partner with our national friends and affiliates at Family Research Council, for $2,750, you're able to equip a pastor with a biblical worldview and with an understanding of the Christian foundations, the, the godly heritage, as Jim said, of our culture. And you can support us by going to the website if you go to californiafamily.org donate. If you'd like to make a targeted gift specifically for a pastor in your area, you can email Jim, uh, Jim D at californiafamily.org is his email address. And as always, you could also try giving us a call, 866-866-7993, and we can give you more information. I want to shift gears a little bit here, and we're going to come back to talking about pastors and things. But, John, I wanted to just ask you, we're, we're in the process right now of just trying to develop some voter guides and let people know about some of the other bills that are going to be coming along. Uh, can you tell us just very, very quickly why it's so important that people in California, especially people of faith, are informed on what's happening up in Sacramento. Yeah, sure. You know, one of the best examples that I always use for this is last fall, we had at the same time the first Republican debate, and in the California state legislature, the debate was ongoing about physician-assisted suicide. And I saw so many 
conservatives or Republicans in California who were so locked in to the presidential election, so locked into this first debate, but had no idea that, oh my gosh, California is about to legalize assisted suicide. California is about to go the path of Oregon. I mean, this is a huge shift in the culture of our state. And yet our newspapers didn't really cover it very much until, you know, after the votes in uh, the state Senate and the state assembly. I don't think hardly any of our pastors, Catholic, Protestant, whatever, I don't think hardly any of them were really focused on it until it was too late. And I think so many conservative Christian people throughout the state just didn't know. And that's one of the things that we're hoping, you know, through initiatives like this podcast, through our email list, we want to keep people better informed because really important stuff is happening in Sacramento that can really adversely affect our religious liberty. Just last year, they passed AB 775, uh, which requires pro-life pregnancy care clinics to refer for abortions. This year, they've introduced a bill in the state legislature that would cut off Cal Grants funding for private universities that receive Cal Grants if they have any kind of, quote, discriminatory policies on the books regarding employment or admission of students specifically relating to sexual orientation and gender identity. So if you have a Christian school that says, no, we won't allow our faculty to be, you know, living in a gay marriage or something like that, which most Christian and, and Catholic schools if you, do. If you sign a statement of faith, I agree to be a member of this seminary right. or this denomination, this school. And so it'll cut off Cal Grant funding, which a lot of these universities are, have been relying upon for years in order to get student loans for their students so that their students can actually attend the university. This is a, that's a disastrous thing that, that, that's going to be happening. So that's why we hope you subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear about this stuff before it happens. Call your state senators, call your uh, state assemblymen. And our goal is to help conservatives or Christians throughout the state of California to be engaged with the culture, to be engaged with what's going on in Sacramento. Because there's a lot of stuff that goes on there that people don't even know is going on until after it happens. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think our goal with this, again, we're going to try to do these podcasts on about a weekly basis, uh, sometimes special updates more than that. But we will be publishing at least one new episode every Wednesday. And you'll be able to, again, subscribe to these episodes, listen right on the web at soundcloud.com slash lifefamilyliberty. Uh, we'll also have a new website set up shortly. You can just go to lifefamilyliberty.com, and that will be able – you can subscribe from there. And you can, of course, subscribe through iTunes, through your favorite podcasting app on your iPhone or Android. Uh, you can sign up for our email list, and we'll be emailing these out to everybody as well. We will be bothering you every day. No, just kidding. Just kidding. We'll, we'll <laughs> just once a week. Just, just once, once a week. week. <laughs> at, at least once a week, we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to listen to the updates. Please overlook the messengers. I know that the uh, the three of us gentlemen here are, you know, not the not the most well trained. We're not we're not going to be any. Uh, NPR or Rush Limbaugh or anybody else like that. Well, but, I mean, you know, as thrilling as an NPR uh, radio. <laughs> this 
is Jonathan Applewhite with <laughs> California Family Council. That, that's true. We, we may have, uh, to borrow the the uh, the phrase of maybe one of the people who's running for president, you know, NPR, it's very low energy, too low energy. Too low energy. Yeah, anyway. So we, uh, we, will, we will try to have a little bit more energy than NPR. We will, of course, have Jim on. Uh, John and I are up in the central part of the state. Jim's down here in Southern California. So he will not be on every week, but from time to time, he'll be in to update us on what's going on with the pastors, talking about the important work that's happening here in the uh, southern part of our state. Uh, but really, we just so much appreciate you tuning in, being with us today. Jim, again, just contact information for you if people want to get involved with this and they want to find out how they can either scholarship a pastor or get them their pastor connected with you. That would be Jim D, D is in David, at californiafamily.org. Absolutely. Well, folks, again, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And if you are not following us already on Twitter, we encourage you go to twitter.com slash CA family, like capital C, capital A family. You can also go to facebook.com slash California family. And we will keep you posted on social media. You can share this with your friends. But for today, I'm Jonathan Keller. I'm John Girardi. Jim Doman. Thanks for tuning in to Life, Family, Liberty, a podcast by California Family Council. God bless, and we'll see you next time.